my name is Lauren Scooby. I am Miss Teen Newcastle upon Tyne 2019 and a current semi-finalist for Miss Teen Great Britain 2020. Today we are going to be talking about the crisis in isolation for pageant girls. Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry with your host Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, hello, hello and welcome back to another episode. So obviously um, COVID-19 is is creeping into everything and it would just felt a bit wrong to not do a specific episode that we were focusing in on the issues that we're all going to have with pageantry now being in lockdown. Um, because we don't like being in lockdown as pageant girls. We like being out in a, at events, be it pageant events or other events out in the community, doing charity fundraisers, practicing our walks and generally being fabulous. And at the moment, this whole COVID-19 has put a stop to that as we knew it. But um, today we've got an amazing guest who's been doing some fantastic stuff online straight away. As soon as lockdown hit, I think even before lockdown hit, you could see it coming and you were doing wonderful things. But could you explain a little bit about how you started in pageantry? How I started in pageantry was one of the girls from my dance classes, Juliet Taylor, competed in pageants and she asked a few of us to attend a charity photo shoot organised by Harriet Lane. Mm-hmm. And as part of this was as part of Harriet's funding for Together Short Lives, which was part of her run-up to her reign as Miss Junior Teen Great Britain. I had followed Harriet that year and I seen that she won and this really made me want to join pageants. A little bit after Harriet won, she organised a charity pageant called Queen of the North. This was for her run-up journey to Teen Galaxy England. And I joined in that pageant called Queen of the North. Really nice way into pageantry because you were meeting some really strong people that were in the industry. And it's quite tricky when you, if you first sign up and you don't know anyone, having a lead in through someone particularly like Harriet that's going to give you so much amazing advice. Um, I think this episode comes out first, but we have got Harriet's mum, Sarah Lane, coming up to talk about um, being a pageant mum on the podcast very soon, um, which is quite exciting. And obviously Harriet's been on here twice. Um, It wouldn't be pageant land without Harriet Lane, would it? (laughs) (laughs) No, it wouldn't. It really wouldn't. (laughs) Me and Harriet actually only live five minutes apart. It makes life a lot easier. Um, I live five yeah. hours from her. I do still get up though when I can. Um, I did finally make it up last August and it was sort of in my head to, to definitely do another trip up. Um, I sort of did an overnight halfway up and, and did some bits and then carried on up and had like a whole pageant weekend um, and a bit of peace and quiet from the toddler. Uh, she had a daddy weekend. <laughs> um, they went to see his mum and, and sort of travelled up and did all the bits and pieces. Oh. It just feels like such a distant memory to just get in the car and go for a long drive somewhere. It's so bizarre. Um, I just don't like leaving the house. Oh, it really does. 
Um, I mean, you, you've always been very good. Well, not always, but since you've been in passion, it's been very good at getting out and doing lots of things. Um, I mean, you had such an amazing example through Harriet, who did is, is like the appearance queen. Um, and <laughs> lockdown hasn't really changed that for you. Was this? Did you sort of make a decision to go? No. Or, or did it just happen? You just sort of carried on as you were. I believe that with my regional title, I am going to try and do as much as I can with it. So I always try to keep myself busy and keep my mindset focused mm-hmm. and always have the ideas flowing. I think, so, it, um, yeah, I, I, I did it with the, in the run up to Galaxy, which was, which was nicely noted. I didn't do it for anyone else but myself, but it was nice. It was noted by a lot of people um, of doing it with the same sort of gusto mentality that you would if you were a, a national title holder, if you'd won. Um, at sort of the queen's mind yes. how would a queen approach this title it might be just a regional title um, but how would I, I approach it as a queen and that's what I did with my Miss Middlesex title and I will do the whole thing again I will I, I will come out well I came out of not winning with the same well I will spend the next yeah. year acting, acting, doing everything that I would do had I won it and um, there are a couple of things I'll hold back I always feel like we've got with well what I feel like I always feel like I've achieved so much with my regional title that winning the crown would just be a bonus and give me that extra push to share my message of anti-bullying across the full of the United Kingdom yeah definitely I mean it's the crown's meant to be a megaphone to your voice so you need to have a voice there yeah and however it is that you're going to do it. And um, I think it was, I always pronounce her name wrong, I think, Alicia Darby, who runs, um, I think it's literally called Winner Pageant Podcast. Um, and she's moved, she, the episodes are still up, so it's definitely worth a listen. She's American-based, and they have a slightly different mentality and approach to it there. Um, and I think you can even get, like, college, um, or sort of what is the university equivalent of, of over here, um, scholarships and things through it so there's a lot more benefit to competing more seriously over there I understand that um but she talked about don't just go into your interview and say well I'm going to do this this and this if you go in and say yeah this and this is how I will grow it with the crown it has so much more of an impact um I think again because I work in business a lot um, with, with different businesses and I'll hear so much from them of oh yes well we plan to do this and we plan to do that so what have you actually done because yes you want to <laughs> forward but I also yeah. need to understand where you're where you're coming from and what you've achieved so far you shouldn't just need the crown to do things now there's a very fine line there are things that I would like to do after I have the crown because I will wait for that. Yeah. I want to do them once with a lot of impact. Um, but if it's something you can do now with a regional title and then you can do it again with the crown, then why, why, why wait? Do it now and then do it bigger next time. Um, and yeah, I, I, I love your approach to it to the point where I literally did sort of had to double check with seeing everything you were doing online and be like, did she win in last year? This is no, I only came third. <laughs> you were coming, you were coming across with that online. You come across with that queen mindset already. Um, and oh, thank you. You're, you're doing, you're doing, you're exceeding the expectations of a title holder without having got the title yet, which I think is exactly the right approach, as far as I'm concerned. Exactly the right approach. And 
some of the the pageant-based things that you've been doing during the lockdown? So I have made three different campaigns. The first one is is my isolation guide. So this is basically a list um, for people to keep busy. So I've I've put on sorting your appearance folder out, which I am already up to date on. I've got all my appearances that I've done in there already put in my folder. Sorting out different dresses, so like ones that don't fit, sort of put them to one side. Um, reading the misdemeanor books by Sally Ann. Sally has kindly said that with every with every purchase of her book, she will donate two pounds towards my chosen charity, which oh. is to get short lives. Oh, I'm I'm kind of gutted. The film I can't remember. There's a miss something or other film that's coming out that I know she's. I think she may have already seen it. So I'm going to try and get her on to give us a little bit of a a sneak peek review about it. Yes, coming on to discuss. Something. Oh, I really want to go see that. Another topic. But well, so I noticed that some films are gonna that came out in the cinema are going to go to. Um, maybe not DVD release, but um, like an online pay-per-view release quicker than they would have done because we're all at home, we can't go to cinemas. Um, and I know some of them got put on hold. They, they've stopped their release dates. Some even stopped filming because they could see this coming. I know James Bond, my partner was devastated. James Bond got put back by like seven months again because they changed director. Oh. Things. It had already been put back, so he was heartbroken. But that's been put back. Oh, again. no. I'm, I'm wondering with the miss... I want to call it Miss Endeavours, but I'm not sure. Misbehaviour is the film. Yeah, that's it. Um, I'm wondering if they'll just put it through to a paper. We could all simultaneously sit down and watch it together with our, like... Yes. What that chat's open and and watch it and enjoy it together. (laughs) Um, And obviously the number one thing you should be doing with your lockdown time is listening to all the back episodes of this podcast. Um, Obviously. (laughs) That's just a given. <laughs> and I also think you should be watching um, past pageants. So like, yeah. see, I know that Galaxy has been streamed quite a few times. And it's on YouTube. Um, I have the DVD from Miss Jean Grey Britain last year and I constantly watch that. So I always feel like it's good to know who your past queens are as well. So when you go to big events like Galaxy, you can go up to them and have a little chit chat. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's... I was, I, that's my one thing that I've really been trying to work on is the going up and getting lots of pictures with people because I always forget to do it. I get into conversations with people. And then when someone's birthday comes up, everyone shares um, a picture. Photos, yes. And I'm like, I've met that person so many times and I have no photo. For ages, the only picture I had with me and Harriet, literally for like two years, was the very first one we took, which Sarah still has somewhere safe um where I'd had a really bad spray tan I'd never had a dark spray tan before um and the lady <sighs> I'd not I'd done it with someone I didn't know because I'd got to the pageant and realized everyone had tans and I should go and find one so I'd gone to this dodgy salon and got the spray tan where the lady hadn't told me you had to wash it off so oh I, um, and I was like and it didn't, it, it, it hit its like peak moment where it had done all it was going to do. It wasn't going to get any darker underneath, but it still had like the top yeah. layer of stuff that hadn't come off yet. And I went, oh, to, no. I could have washed it off before I'd gone to watch the finals of the night before. Luckily, I still had like two nights before my final. 
And I got back from that and I had a pitch with Harriet there. So I looked ridiculous. I couldn't do my makeup properly anyway. And then I didn't want to put makeup over top of my tan because I didn't know how that would work. Um, I wasn't having professional hair and makeup done at any point over the weekend. So I couldn't even go and ask like a makeup person. I didn't know anyone to ask. Um, luckily I got back to my room that night and thought this is ridiculous even if it all washes off as I'm just gonna have to wash it off because this is horrible yeah and it looked quite good after that but I'm still not me I now have a much lighter spray tan for on stage (laughs) I did the first year (laughs) my only like yeah for years my only picture with Harriet was this hideous one where I like literally have no features because I'm I I hadn't washed my tan off properly and it just makes you oh no and I couldn't do my I didn't know how to contour or anything so yeah it was it's really funny but um oh we've all been there yeah trying to get around and used to talking to people and things and it's 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 weird actually so I did and went to the pageant and ball which I really hope they do again because it was amazing oh that was so good because of the podcast and people start to feel like they know me even though they're just listening to my voice. They haven't talked back at me, but because they've heard my voice, they feel like they've had a conversation with me and were coming up to me and asking for pictures and stuff, which was so, so lovely. And then I'm like, I, I barely remember to take any. I need to oh. on like a photos on your phone course. Um, yeah, it's it's literally like um like match attacks, like where you go around and collect all the cards and like collecting yeah. all your photos with all the queens and stuff like that. Um, it's art and we're just not I need to get good at Photoshop I'm just gonna have to Photoshop myself into pictures for the next couple of months because there'll be no there'll be no group <laughs> photos, no group photos. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just a whole it is like a whole different mindset and I'm quite lucky because I do a lot digitally anyway because of my daughter and I'm way down south and so much more happens up north um that I often try and find digital based appearances and I've been yeah people with that and we have got a specific podcast episode coming out about finding securing and preparing for digital appearances so if any of you have been nervous about it because doing a normal appearance is sort of racking and um, stressful enough without it doing something digital completely not used to um it's like you if you rock up to an event what's the worst that can happen you kind of hide in the corner or leave whereas if you're in the middle of a podcast episode feeling out of your element it's a bit a little bit more terrifying (laughs) so hopefully that episode will help people sort of get a bit more confident with things um and you've put together some really lovely infographics and you've got the egg don't don't make me pronounce yes miss miss extraordinary pageant (laughs) (laughs) it's like an absolute tongue twister (laughs) that's why I wasn't going to try and say it I'll leave that to you (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that is my egg pageant that I have running at the minute we still need to add a few different more age range categories in because quite a few people now want to join in which is really good it's really just a bit of fun um, obviously, it is a it is a competition at the end of the day, but we just want to have fun. It's free for anybody to join if they want. So it's just just something to do with your time. Yeah, it's um. So there's a. I'll make sure I share the all these ones that we're talking about as well on the Pageant Land um, online Facebook page. Um, oh, I thank you. Whether we need a Facebook group as well, because people seem to engage more in a group, whereas I'm quite happy for them to chat on the page, but maybe we need a separate group. We have a Pageantland podcast group, so I'll share that in, in there as well. Um, 
And then also we've got um, put together by quite a few different people across the pageant industry of the the productive pageant girls um, lockdown list. So I'll make sure those are up. So everyone that's listening, that's that is at least I think we've got like twelve on the pageant land list. Twelve, yeah. Yours, so like twenty two plus the eggs. Um, right, we've already got loads to do. Um, the hashtag Real Face of Pageantry campaign is just ongoing, so there's something else for people to be doing. Um, I did try and get people to do this video um, with this little—I say dance—and um, it's it's like simpler than any TikTok imaginable. And still, people are like, I don't, I can't get quite how to do it. A couple of people have done it, so I must share that a little bit more. Um, but the one—oh, I'll definitely have to join in on that. I love yeah, TikToks. I'll send, I'll send the video. One community, one crisis. Um, and yeah, it's like the simplest TikTok ever. It, the the actual dance move was nicked from Dion's choreography at Galaxy, um, which I did <laughs> I did credit her for when I launched it. So there's that one. Um, so there's loads of different bits that people can can get involved with without and um, it's. I guess Holly's quite busy, so I don't really want to hit her up and ask her. But if there are any directors that are listening and and you are going to change the rules for what classifies as an appearance for your competition, please let us know so that we can like, <laughs> like tell everyone because there are certain things that wouldn't necessarily normally count as an appearance. Um, but because we're so limited, will they count? And I know there's also this thing of you don't have to do a million appearances to win, but... A lot of people do like they'll, they'll set a goal of X amount of appearances for their competition. And um, so I last year for Miss Teen Great Britain, I done 187, and I had two massive appearance folders to take in orientation with me. <laughs> See, it's, it's, it's <laughs> tricky. So they, they'll say that um, I don't know any systems where it's like 50% of your score or anything where it's, it's all, it, there's different systems where it can, can get you some points and some systems where it can get you no points. Um, yeah. Something good to talk about in your interview. Um, but so often those that do win do have big appearance folders. Mrs. Ms. this year both had big appearance folders. Um, I don't know specifically the, the ones that won the other categories. I don't, I'm not saying they didn't, but I'm, I know that, that, um, Natalie and Danielle both had really big appearance folders and um, so it's quite hard when the next people are coming along the next year and going well I'm being told I don't have to do lots of appearances if I can't but the majority of teams <laughs> do um, and it's not necessarily that they've won because they have a big appearance folder but often that's sort of a byproduct of how hard they work as a title holder um, yeah, it's it's really tricky because then the next lot come along um, and spend loads of time just doing appearances, but don't do any of the other work that the previous queens did do. <laughs> yeah, um, I always end up getting two um, regional sashes because you can never see the writing on mine because I use it that much. <laughs> I did when I com- when I signed up to compete in 2017, and then didn't. I'd ordered two sashes, and of course, then I didn't even. I I done. I think I'd had my sash about um, six weeks and I'd done like 17 appearances in those six weeks. So it had been well used. Um, yeah, in- that's still really good. Um, but then I but then I pulled out because I was pregnant. So I didn't- <laughs> 17 oh. six weeks. I had 79, I think, booked Ooh. already. And that's not including going to pageant events. Yeah. So it's like that well, would... That's amazing. 
I would have been well over the 100 mark um, if I'd actually got to the 2017 stage, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> so never mind. Um, and I can't remember who won that year. I'm really bad with dates and years of... of um, I feel Ms. Like- Galaxy 2017. Oh, I'm like Rain Man with past queens, honestly. <laughs> like, part of um, I'm trying to think. Beth, but I'm... Yes, um, I'm sure it was because Beth won and then she went international then, she handed over to Rebecca and then Rebecca's just handed over to Danielle. No. I mean, there was someone else before then. It was Ruby was 2016 because she was the first. Yeah. And... Um, God, you start losing, start losing it. It's like, <laughs> you need um, <laughs> literally like a whole website that just lists all the the bits past, in past queens things because they've got the obviously they've got the current ones up. I'll have to have a look at the Galaxy website and see if they list all the past ones because um, that'd be really um, I don't know a bit of a fun read because you forget sometimes when people go off and move and then compete and win another title, you forget that they were the title holder in X year as well. Yeah, that sounds like a task for me to do. I might do that. That's a whole, like, pulling up all the queens. I tell you what, if you manage to do that, I will give you a page on the Pageantland Online website that's being designed at the moment where you can, like, feature all the all the different queens from the different years. Um, well, I best get researching then. <laughs> That can be that can be like your your page, your content on of all like the past queens and, and <laughs> about different stuff they've done. Yeah, I will I will definitely let you do that. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what are some of the things that you haven't yet done with lockdown that you're going to be doing? Have you got any other plans? So, in that we have a few new campaigns in the pipeline, but they haven't. We haven't really decided on what ones we're going to do and what ones we're not, but we do have a few um, that we are planning out. And I just want to continue to support the charities. Oh, I've also been doing lots of princess videos. Like I've been being Sleeping Beauty and sending videos to everybody just to make all the kids' nights a bit better and raise the spirits. Felicity absolutely loved hers. She then spent like oh. minutes trying to pick a filter because I didn't realise that I accidentally clicked on the filters where they put like bunny ears and stuff on. Yeah. Um, we spent 10 minutes scrolling through all of them so she could pick the best. She, she, she tried, no, mummy, not that one. Next one, next one, next one. And then half of them would load to send back a thank you, thank you for my video. Oh. <laughs> She's so cute. <laughs> she she cannot wait to be a galaxy girl. Um, we're, we were going to take her to the island for the UK tinies which they don't yeah. go to internationals, but they get the same sash and things. Um, the tiny UK title, which they hold in Ireland, um, not this year. Which oh, is that would have been so cute. Next April. She's too young to do it this year. So next, I think it's four and up. Um, but I need to get like 100% confirmation because I got a bit confused about it, to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> put her in for that for next year because I just think that would be really cute. Like she she asked me most days, particularly if we're doing anything pageant related, Mummy, when can I be a galaxy girl? I want to oh. every time I get my sash out. Where's my sash? I want to put my sash on. Um, so yeah, oh. it's really amazing. And she now has a Charlotte Clemmy headshot. I mean, she's already she's been glam squatted 
glam squad oh yes i've seen the video she's done by the glam squad she's uh, had her head shot and she's got a pair of earrings she's got two pairs of earring envies um so all we need now um is a dress from stephanie james and we're ready and <laughs> <laughs> Ready. Get her on that stage. So, Steffi and Dawn, if you're listening, we need a toddler range, please. <laughs> <laughs> she was meant to be getting a proper pageant, like full full length pageant dress for her birthday at the end of April, but with the lockdown, we weren't able to get the fabric or go and get her measured or anything. So, she's kind of had it for Christmas. Oh, um, oh that'll be lush. Yeah, like a proper one made, and we're going to get it lace up so it'll last her a fair old while and sort of try and find a way of making it so the skirt can be lengthened sort of have it turned up and then we can layer it so it, it lasts a little bit longer because she grows so quickly oh but it's um yeah so I'm a bit gutted because I was so excited for her to have this beautiful dress um because we've got there were a few little pageants we were going to go and watch and or ones that yeah were earlier in the day that were finishing earlier so she could go and watch them um I, um, IGM one finishes early enough that if Harry comes with me, she'd be able to come and sit through that. And would she loved watching Galaxy? So, um, oh, she was amazing. Even though it did finish quite late, she was really good. She was all over it. She was a bit tired the second night, and then the third night, she was she had a party past mummy. Um, <laughs> I had like three in the end because we all ended up in the bar afterwards but she made it yeah. to getting to the bar afterwards and daddy came and met her in the bar after the pageant like she got all the way through to the end and cheering and clapping everyone and I love your dress <gasps> shouting and waving at all the contestants as they walked past like oh, oh. it was just amazing and the evening gown parade everyone was waving at her and she was waving back which was so lovely <laughs> What a cutie. <laughs> Feeling the show. Um, so I, I, I kind of feel like this is an obvious question, but we're going to ask it anyway because it opens up a good discussion. Do you think pageant girls should be using the lockdown um, to do more things or should they just be like, well, it's lockdown, I'm not going to do anything? Um, I definitely think pageant girls should be using this time to their advantage. Obviously, like I said previously, I have sorted out my appearance folder and I'm now up to date. Um, obviously I've got lots of tasks that people can be doing like with my isolation guide and stuff like that um, use this time to perfect, perfect your um, hair and makeup looks um, see what suits you with your hair and your different eyeshadows and just do stuff like that it really really can help I, I have it's a running joke of me and my four eyeshadows I have four eyeshadows I do two looks with my four colours and that's it um, and I have a rainbow palette from Mac because I wanted to be able to do some funky eyeshadow that matched my branding. Um, oh. the royal blue and fuchsia of the new branding for Pageantland Online and the Pageantland podcast that's slowly sort of coming through now. Um, I wanted to be able to do eyeshadow to match that, and I could. The best way to buy those two colours was in this palette from Mac. Um, and then I was like, well, I've only got like three brushes and I've had to buy some more brushes. And um, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be some really scary makeup between now and um, in public or showing it on video. But because um, I'm, I'm very happy with my two looks that I do, but now I want some funky colours. Um, <laughs> we'll see. I'll just I, throw a load of glitter at it and that will cover it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Glitter and eyelashes fix everything. You've just got to trust the process. 
process it'll be right lots of practice and online coaching you've got that um mentioned in there because although walk is quite tricky um I do know Harriet and um Harriet who does the crown coach um yes Hannah who does sparkles and rhinestones uh, she does a lot digitally anyway sparkles and rhinestones um so there's definitely those options um and oh Probably not, but just shortly after this podcast goes out, and um, we will be accepting applications for Pageantland Coaching, and um, where we specifically do either your game plan. And um, so, if you're new to pageantry or you felt like you wasted a lot of time last time you competed, and you want a proper action plan put together, um, it's a six-hour program done digitally. Now, it was meant to be a face-to-face program. Um, it was all in the pipeline already, and then obviously this happened, so it's now a digital um, six-hour program. <laughs> where we literally one-to-one go into it and come up with a proper strategy plan for your time um, competing um, to make the most of it, make it um, good use of your time and money and actually get more out of it than just, just whether you win or not. It needs to be competing should be more than just whether you get a crown or not. Um, Definitely. The other programme we're going to be offering with that um, – is the purpose in pageantry. So it's about identifying your platform um, and then what skills have you got that we can utilise to move your platform forward, what different events could we do as part of that. And, and we also do some work in there about what charity events. So um, for those of you that really want to make the most you've competed, you're good at you're good at the walk, you're good at the interview, but you want to get a lot more purpose from your pageantry, um, then that's the the programme that we'll, those are the two programmes we'll be releasing. Um, so they, should, they will definitely be up by the end of April, but um, I'm hoping to get them up a bit sooner. <laughs> but all all the all the excitement. Um, that's definitely that's a there's a lot a lot of work you can do with those programs. So that will definitely kill pretty much all. Oh the- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I know Chloe Lake is also doing online coaching, and Lauren Parkinson has recently set up the pageant program. sister project. Yeah. Um, so there's there's so many different bits that you can really be making the most of um, and utilising. Um, I'm like, I'm, I know there are other different. There are lots of other different coaches, and finding a coach that um, connects with you, with you. and yes, yeah, yeah. and works with your goals and things. I'm always very clear. I don't do um, I don't do walk coaching. I'm only just comfortable with my own. <laughs> Um, I I do I have <laughs> programs and I'm very specific with the two programs that I teach and that's because those are coaching areas that I've worked with in different industries um it's not yeah they're not it's not pageant specific coaching it's just that you can make it pageant specific coaching I've, I've coached through fitness and I've coached through business um so yeah that you don't get any walk training with me so if you wanted walk training <laughs> make sure you're finding a coach that specializes in walk training um and also think it's very um important and harriet and i did an episode about um the crown coach and 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 the importance of pageant coaching um and we talked about how she'd actually gone off to be coached to be a coach having a load of crowns or one crown um doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be able to coach other people to win the crown um it's yeah um Rachel Tate another great example she has loads of qualifications in around coaching and and personal development she isn't just someone that she has got loads of crowns she's won and placed internationally as well um but she's also learned to be a coach um and there's a very big 
difference between someone that's just won lots and someone that can actually coach um fitness industry is a much better example and we talked with adrian from the um the pageant project about this at uh, galaxy quite a lot because he used to be a tennis coach um and <laughs> in a lot of sports the best coaches aren't always people that were winners or were Olympians yeah. or anything like that and it's it's funny that pageantry is one of the few areas that I know of um even some of the best business coaches have never had a successful business that isn't a, a being a business coach they can coach really really well but they can't they don't they don't have a business idea or anything of their own apart from being a really good coach they can identify in other people great ideas um so it's literally pageantry yeah is the only one where you had to won to be a good coach. And that's actually um, not true. Um, people can win loads of titles and still be terrible coaches. And people can win nothing and still be really good at coaching out the best in people. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now come on guys you've got loads of time to be finding the right coach for you at this point and so it's yes yeah, the coach within <laughs> a coach that is able to help you with your goals so if if walk is your only goal coming to me is not going to work <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't do that um, um we've got your we'll share all your, your infographics over on the um in the facebook groups and things um eventually these are there will be a section on the website where i'll be able to share these bits up um and also if any of you are listening and you haven't yet signed up to the email newsletter get your butt on that because things like this will be going out into the <laughs> newsletter as well um i was just finding there's so so much stuff getting shared on social media that you can get you can lose the real magic ones like things like this um yeah the when we get the email newsletter again these were things that were planned for in months time many months time that I'm now trying to fast track um because we're all in isolation desperate for things to do um and uh so the email newsletter for those of you that are looking at signing up and considering signing up these are the kind of things that you'll be getting um is basically the highlights of things from social media um it's not just going to be my own content uh, we want to highlight amazing things like the um the pageant girl isolation guide that you've done um, and like the fun pageant <laughs> that you've done and those kind of things will be what you get with the newsletter so if you rock over to pageantlandpodcast.com scroll down at the page and it's just below the section on be on the podcast you can sign up for the email list um, and you won't sell your information to anyone and all that kind of thing and it's a it's a computer <laughs> so um, I don't personally store everyone's emails myself. It's not in like an Excel sheet. It's done through a professional platform. So your emails are safe, people. There is no, um, what is it, house party hacking scam going on here. <laughs> um, do you have any other things that have come that you didn't put on the list that you've maybe thought now you should have done um, that you wanted to share before we wrap up? Um. I think I've pretty much covered everything. Um, oh, you should always look at your appearances and figure out which ones are your favourite ones or your best ones because that's a really good thing to talk about in an interview. Mm-hmm. We had a... Um, so Adrian from The Pageant Project came and stayed with me after Galaxy and um, we were talking over over brunch. Went for 
was weird because it was before we'd really registered how bad everything was, but a lot of London already had, and London was dead. And we went to the Ivy Cafe in Covent Garden, which is normally heaving for brunch. I booked months in advance to get us a table. Um, and, uh, oh. and then we were the only ones in there. Um, and so, but over brunch, we were talking about and, it, and about the whole appearance thing and quality appearances over quantity and how that's quite tricky. And he reckons, and I thought this was a brilliant idea, you should only be allowed to submit. So if Galaxy was our example, because you can only get 10 points. Oh no, yeah, that's right. You can only get five points half a point for 10 appearances um yeah that you should only be submitting your top 10 appearances and I was oh. like, so you can talk about the fact that you did 472 appearances in your interview but the team that have to scroll through all of them and check they're legit and sign off your your giant appearance folder only have to go through 10 so your appearance folder should be yeah the 10 your 10 best appearances and then um I, I just I thought that was brilliant. I think that's a brilliant idea. I I must uh, that I will email Holly about even <laughs> even in the toddler camp, like what about this because I know they've and um, she we did an interview with her about appearances which everyone's listening go back and listen to that um because it was some amazing content even though we had some slight signal issues um and how <laughs> it had been discussed at previous directors meetings about is there a better way of judging the appearance folder is there a way of judging the folder as a whole from a quality point of view not physically how it looks but um, from the types of appearances because there is there's such a massive difference from one appearance to the next I've seen some appearances we've got like seven seven girls with their donating two charity bags um and then uh, for example, my first ever appearance, I gave up a whole day, went and spoke to year tens, which are by far the scariest age group I've ever spoken to, if, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Different groups of year tens throughout the entire day on the powers um, of positive social media. Um, and had to pay for extra childcare. It was an hour and a half travel each way to the event. I then volunteered at something else in the evening that was completely separate but it was and that was still only one appearance though now I still would have done it either way I would have done it even if it didn't count as an appearance I would have done it yeah it was a really important give back um yeah I was just about to say it's really important for um young people to know and it's but it's still that's only one appearance as opposed to a load of people getting together and each putting a couple of items of clothing and, and that still is just one appearance. Um, and actually I, I do go through this with, with both pro of the coaching programs that, that pageant land is going to be offering. Um, because you need to, you need to look in your heart of hearts and be like, mm, is, is this, cause there are, depending on your age category as well, and um, is this an age appropriate appearance or should I be actually trying to aim a little bit higher? Um, yeah. What would be seen as a big thing for a junior wouldn't be that big a thing for um, a, a miss, a missus, a miss. Uh, if I've been competing for 10 years, 20 years, should there be like a higher expectation sort of thing uh, for the quality of appearances? And that really comes down into your heart of hearts about what you want to really get out of what you're doing um which I bring back round to the current situation um 
the this definitely will be going out before Jen's interview but Jen um who's Miss Great Britain at the moment I did recorded with her a couple of days ago and she said I'm not social media minded I'm not sort of digitally minded um but she's pushing herself beyond her comfort zone she doesn't know the skills that are required yeah um sort of do all the digital appearances but there's no way she's going to let her crown sit there and gather dust just because she's stuck inside yeah She's going to go and learn those skills. And if you're using your pageant journey as a chance to learn new skills, great, brilliant opportunity. Go and learn how to create infographics. Go and learn how to um, put yourself forward for podcast interviews and video interviews and things like that. Learn those skills and make this make this like a learning experience. The crisis can be such an amazing learning experience. Definitely, definitely agree with that. Um, so... How can we find you on social media? Obviously, I'll share lots of your bits as well on the page, but what are your specific tags so people can find you? So on Instagram, I am called Miss underscore teen underscore Newcastle 2019. That is my pageant account. And then on Facebook, I am Lauren Scobie Miss Teen at Newcastle upon Tyne 2019. And I also have a TikTok account if anybody wants to follow me on that, which is just Lauren Scobie. <laughs> See, TikTok's been my like release. I was uh, I was I was getting like way too anxious with everything that's going on. I've got a young family to protect, um, and that that was freaking me out. Like isolation, I can handle, but like the worry of them was was not going well. So I thought, right, TikTok yeah. be my funny release. Um, and Felicity thinks they're great. She thinks absolutely hilarious, and and she loves <laughs> them. She's singing "Twinkle Twinkle" on one of them, um, and I just yeah, it's been oh. TikTok definitely been one of the winners of the crisis of like just having that really funny little stupid. It doesn't need to be perfectly edited. It doesn't need to add no. that because it's so short. Um, I don't care if my videos are fifteen. If, if, if people are only watching it for 15 seconds, I don't care if it adds value. Whereas if I was creating, well, podcast, uh, YouTube, anything like that, blog, if people are reading a 5,000 word blog, it needs to add value to their life. 15 seconds, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it's like, it's just... <laughs> it's just yeah. So, um, yeah, TikTok's been one of my like funny wins for... Um, and me prancing around after workouts... I, I go to video my workouts and end up recording stupid TikTok dances at the end, which is so much more fun. Oh, I just want to be TikTok famous, really. That's all. That's my goal for, um, the, for lockdown is to become TikTok famous. TikTok famous. I think I kind of, my kid would probably be mortified in later years if I got TikTok famous. Um, I'm, I'm oh. being very old for TikTok, but I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy. I'm quite happy in the old bubble. Oh, oh no, you can get like this like 90 year old um grandads and grandmas who are on it and who are yeah. busting their dance moves it's like the whole i think i think for a long time it was over if you were over 22 and on tiktok you were in the old category like <laughs> what yeah which is completely crazy like 22 is not old um i felt old. no it is not um, i mean i'm 33 now and i still some days I feel like a child and some days I feel old. So it just depends when you get me, really. <laughs> well, you are not old. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Depends which bit of the day you ask me. <laughs> um, that was amazing. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. And, and I said, everyone, check out the show. Uh, thank you for having me. 
Um, and yeah, we look forward to all the other amazing things you're going to do. And I'll look forward to cheering you on in October. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.